The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 99, recorded May 25th, 2021. I'm one half the team. My name is Joe Becker on this wonderful holiday. What is that holiday, my partner, who is... Michael Diaz is your partner. Right. It's me. Do you know what this holiday is? It's Memorial Weekend. No, today. Today, 525. It was yesterday, I believe, not today. Oh, 524? Sorry. I believe, yeah. All right, what's 524? I believe this is the day. That is the day that Star Wars was released. Oh. Originally in theaters. Oh. I, why, how do I not know that? I don't know. 1977. I'm guessing. I think it is. I think it is. Now I have um, to check my calendar. Right? Right? Right. What a crazy um, couple of weeks. Um, clearly, you know, we missed last week due to me, as usual. Um, busy, busy week with work and things around the house. Just, just things happen. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. No, it is today, May 25th, 1977. Well, you know what came out two years later? I would assume is Empire Strikes Back. No. No, every three years on the Star Wars. Oh, that's right. Mind. Raiders? No, better. I don't know what. Today is the 42nd anniversary, the release of a space horror film known as Alien. Oh, right. Oh, okay, great. One of my favorite films. So. Important date in film history, May 25th. It is very much so. So, and that wasn't even in our news. <laughs> I know. The funny, here's, the, here's the thing. This is how geeky I am. Uh, I actually have, so on the 24th, which was yesterday, mm-hmm. was the anniversary, the uh, 32nd anniversary of Indiana, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Holy shit. And you know why I know this? Because I mark these on my calendar in Google. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I I, and the that. 23rd was <laughs> Gremlin's seventh no. anniversary. E.T. Indiana Jones and the Temple and of Doom. Diplom- oh, gotcha. Yeah, 33 years since Last Crusade. Crusade. Holy mackerel. Yeah, isn't that crazy? You know, and it was good, but. Oh, I love that one. Really? Yeah, I do. I like it a lot. Sean Connery is so good in it. It's such a great, I love it. Of the original trilogy, I I think that was the weakest. Oh, I thought Temple Doom was weaker, but it's a little bit more sensationalistic. There's there's definitely that. Yeah, I mean it's very. I mean obviously they're they're um it's pulp, right? I mean, right. you know, X never ever marks the spot. You know, I love that. <laughs> what X. I love is that we we come in with episode notes, and I think we should time ourselves to see how quickly we get off track. Right. We're nowhere near what we're supposed to be talking about right now. Right. But now that well, we're down this road and we're talking about Indiana Jones and we're talking about, you know, this day in history, you know, for geek stuff, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we didn't put this in our notes and we didn't talk about it for news, but I try to stay away from rumors, but I'm hearing the next Indiana Jones movie is going to be about uh, scientists, not Nazi scientists, uh, trying to get like some kind of moon project or rocket project of some sort. They're, they're unrepentant Nazis in the late 50s or something like that. Hmm. Possibly 60s. Wow. Interesting. We'll see. Well, let's see. Uh, Nazis, uh, Indian cult, Nazis, Russians. You got to go back to Nazis, I guess. Every other movie has to be about Russians. Nazis. We had Russian. Well, they were the bad guys, but it was really about aliens, that one. Yeah, well, okay. But you could say that, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark was about just the Covenant of the Ark, but there's Nazis. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Every, other, every odd numbered movie in the Indiana Jones series has to be about Nazis. And Nazis. And usually the better ones. So we'll see. Maybe we get maybe. Yeah. All right. Let's get on topic. Let's let's jump into the news. Um the Eternals teaser, I guess you'd call it, came out. Yeah. And um looks pretty good. I, I mean I'm interested. I don't know anything, so I'm gonna let you well not not that I let you, but I'd I'd rather you speak uh because I, I have no idea what the Eternals are. I know. I, I mean, I kind of do from reading up on it, but I'd rather you. Um, I have to admit, I'm not the huge. I'm not a huge expert on the Eternals, or uh, in this case, I think they they dropped the off the title. It's now just yeah, Eternals, Eternals. right? Yeah. But so, and please, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. But this was something that Jack Kirby created, and then basically, it's. He liked to play with uh, these god-like cosmic beings. Mm-hmm. And so he created the Eternals. And honestly, my only real exposure to them was when they kind of rebooted them about 15, 20 years ago. And they let a writer named uh, Chuck Austin write a story about them, which I freaking loved. But no one else read, and they dropped it like a bad habit. habit Got so. it. Um, the basic gist is this. Um We've seen the Celestials already in the MCU. You know the place Nowhere? I don't know. We're... No, in, no, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Remember oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they drop off. All... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, it's the it's a corpse of a j- Celestial, they call it. It's basically this giant cosmic being, and they go to that corpse uh, because different people or different races are harvesting stuff off that corpse. Yeah, That's it. our first kind of reference to the Celestials. Okay. And I want to say in... It was, um, I want to say it was in Captain Marvel where they kind of flash back and, you know, the Kree were talking about uh, this. They, they mentioned the Celestials as well. And there's a flashback scene where you see these giants in the background and they're humanoid, but they have like weird block sized heads with all kinds of stuff. Anyhow, long story short, Celestials are kind of like these godlike beings. And in Marvel Comics, the Celestials created two different races. The Eternals, which are also near godlike, but not as powerful as the Celestials. And they left them back, they left them on Earth to kind of protect Earth. And they have become the source of uh, a lot of our legends and heroes of myth. Got it. So think of them kind of like uh, Earth, well, I don't know how they're going to do it in this, but think of them as 
hidden Asgardians. You know how Asgardians seem to be yep. Yep. Like gods and all that, but really right. you find out they have advanced science. Right. Kind of like that, but they're here on Earth and have been hidden on Earth for like 7,000 years. And protecting the planet in some weird shape, way or some way, shape, yeah, or form. They're secretly protecting the planet, and they have never really kind of come in to change things. They're just kind of there to make sure there's like a status quo maintained to a certain degree, right? And maybe nudge history one direction or the other. So, I guess after the events of Endgame, they've decided they need to step up, right? The thing is, I'm I'm assuming we'll see it. We haven't seen it in the trailer yet. But basically, the nemesis of the Eternals are these creatures called the Deviants. The Celestials created the Eternals, and then the Deviants were kind of like their their horror projects. Their well, they're Deviants. They made these other kind of uh, anthropomorphic monsters based on different animals and whatnot. And they, think of it this way: the Celestials kind of like made the Eternals gods and kind of left them in charge. And the deviants are like, what about us? And so because of that, there's friction. So Got it. Now. Well, I mean. Go ahead. For, well, for me, I, I found it. I mean, it has nothing to do with the storyline, but I did find it pretty funny that is um, Richard Madden is now reunited with Kit uh, Harrington. Um, for those Game of Thrones fans, they were brothers in Game of Thrones. So yep. it's nice to see them in here. And the guy who did the music for Game of Thrones is doing the music for this, oh, nice. Remen Jawadi. So, and the music and for Game of Thrones is great. So, word is that Kit Harrington is going to be play, playing uh, the Black Knight. Oh, really? Is that a, okay? Is he a bad he, guy or? Nope, he's an Avenger. Okay. Or not yet, obviously, but in the Marvel universe, he's been an Avenger. So I'm assuming they're setting him up to become an Avenger at some point too. They just call him, uh, well, he's plays Dane Whitman that says it on the. Yes. Thing, which is so. the alter ego of the black Knight. Right. Um, I'm only to know this because of Wikipedia guys. I, I am not, uh, <laughs> and you know, how is it not? It's really not fair that Selma Hayek doesn't age. What the fuck? Her Paul Rudd. Yeah. There's, I swear eating the blood of kids must really work. Or drinking them. <laughs> so that wow. was the Q the QAnon. <laughs> um John Stamos must bathe in that stuff. Right. Right. They're all vampires, really. They're like the Eternals. Yeah. Here, so I know I just went on and on about the Eternals. Here's what I like about it. The trailer really didn't give much away. No, it, it's kind of the same type of trailer as the original Guardians trailer. I didn't know anything about it. It just kind of showed this mystical kind of fun thing. Well, and people are going to laugh because, honestly, what I told you about the Eternals, that's all I know about them. Just the Celestials created them. They're kind of like gods, the deviants are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. That's really all I know. But I will give Marvel this. They have such a great track record right now. I fully admit, when Thor came out, I didn't give a shit about Thor. Right. Uh, I knew nothing almost about the Guardians of the Galaxy before it came out. And honestly, I was never a fan of Ant-Man. But I like and really enjoy each of those films. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I really don't know much about the Eternals. And it doesn't matter because I trust Marvel so much. Right. I'm convinced this is going to be a fantastic movie. 
Well, and this is going to be interesting because you know we have a um, a female Asian director, so it's going to be just one. Yep. So Oscar for Nomadland movie you didn't like? I hated it. Um, (laughs) it, But it doesn't mean it wasn't directed well, right? You know, I mean, there's nice direction in it. I just didn't. The story just didn't get to me. Um, But that's fine. Doesn't have to. Um, But how did it look? It looked great, but that's a cinematographer, so. Well, she's got a heavy hand in that. Yeah, I would, yeah. For example, in this film, um, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I just had it. The woman that's playing uh, Cersei, I believe. I can't remember her name, but she also played Minerva in mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, she's playing a different character in this. And she said her experiences on Captain Marvel in this were completely different because uh, Captain Marvel was a lot of green screen. Because it was space, a lot of right. Like that. Um, she said they filmed a lot on location and did a lot of shots with natural light. So I'm, you can kind of see it in the trailer. This movie just feels very epic. Right. It just looks, they look like gods, right? Right. Well, so, I mean, speaking speaking of. Um cinematographers it's it's being uh filmed by um ben davis who did guardians of the galaxy avengers age of ultron dr strange so very much already in the marvel Marvel universe so So, i'm excited for it i don't know anything about it well if there's one thing that marvel does well and i don't think they've failed yet as far as i know at least in my opinion is casting like I can't think of a bad cast, a bad casting of somebody personally, but maybe to some people that are really in the comic books, they there might be some bad casting choices. But um, and this certainly is a a huge ensemble cast. It's already like a giant Avengers with all the people that are in it. So, um, well, and I, I did like you know. So I, I think the cast is they they cast well. So I'm assuming it's going to be really well done. Well, I mean, they got Selma Hayek mm-hmm. and Angelina Jolie. I mean, come on. Those are two names that you really don't associate with Marvel type films. No, no, but I mean, just having you know, like I said, Richard Madden, Camille Nanjani from Silicon Valley fame, which he's hilarious in that. But yeah, he got cut for this movie, like just yeah, he did. I need to get his uh, plan. Uh, Um, It's really easy. Get a personal trainer that you know makes you work out eight hours a day and get paid while you do it. Only feeds you kale. And get paid while you do it. Exactly. <laughs> getting paid while you're doing yeah. it is you really pay, helps. You pay me ten million dollars, and I'll be cut too. Right, right. I'll do it for <laughs> for thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> We're gonna start bidding. Right. Um, anyways, it looks good. Looking forward to it. Uh, November release, so you know something to look forward to for the fall. But yeah. I don't want the fall yet. I'm not even want to think about the fall right now. Well, and I, I just want to say one more thing about this. I know we've been rambling yeah. about it, but what I think I like about this too is that Marvel seems to be taking they're taking a risk. I think up until this point, you know, the first few films, they didn't really kind of know what they're doing with Iron Man and then Hulk. And then around Iron Man 2, they kind of realized, okay, we're going to start focusing towards something. We're going to focus towards this, the first Avengers movie. Right. And then they had movies that... They went to Age of Ultron, but then after that, everything kind of seemed to focus on, you know, Infinity War and Endgame. Everything 
built to that. Right, right. I think this film, I don't know that, I don't think that this movie is going to point directly to another Avengers film. I think at this point, Marvel's kind of like, here's our universe, and now we're going to play in it a bit. Yeah, they're still going to have an Avengers 5 at some point. Right. But I don't think, I think that their universe is big enough now that not every film has to point directly to it. That some of these movies can start going off on these offshoots. That's my no, and it's good, but I, I like they had the reference at the end. You know, who's going to lead the Avengers? Well, I could, <laughs> <And then laughs> right? They always laugh. Um, so they're obviously it's going to be part of it still. I mean, oh the, yeah, the it's, universe yeah. at large. So yeah, um, so that's good. So all right, moving on. This this is not uh, this won't take too long, but um, there's news out there now that the you know this is why I can't really believe anything that. Disney says about Star Wars because if it isn't filmed and in the fucking can, I don't expect it to happen. So it looks like uh, the announced spinoff of Rangers of the New Republic is not an active development. So what does that mean? That means they're not working on it. I don't know if it's directly canceled, but clearly it was going to be a vehicle for um, Gina Carano and everything that went down with her. Either they're probably going to figure a way to recast that or figure out how it's going to fit. But at this point in time, uh, there is not they are not working on Rangers of the New Republic. And that kind of sucks, in my opinion, because I really wanted to see that kind of timeline of how the Republic is rebuilt and maybe how the First Order becomes, you know, the politics of it. I, I thought maybe that'd be a great show for that. And, uh, you know, clearly that's not in the books right now. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm upset. I'm not crazy upset about it, but I'm bummed. I don't know, Mike. I, I know you're not that huge into the Star Wars world, but what, what do you think? What? But it's not like you're deep, deep into it, like I am, like an idiot, like I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm into it more than I say. You know, the average Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. but I am not. You're right. Read all the books, right, and the comics, and right. When it comes to Star Wars, yes, you're much deeper into it. Um, I think I'm on the same mind as you are. Uh, I think it would have been an interesting thing to, uh, you know, explore, mm-hmm. kind of see how the Republic tried to get these border worlds more in line and, you know, engage My, with my guess is maybe like um, the Book of Boba Fett and or the Ahsoka series, they may find a character that they can introduce to reinsert instead of Gina Carano's character to, to take that space, but they want to maybe hash that out with, with – um, characters that come in and out and maybe even from the next Mandalorian uh, before they do it because I think it really was going to be a, a, a vehicle for Gina which would have been great because I liked her and she was really coming into her own and becoming a little bit of a better act- actor at least fitting that role better as, as season two went along so it's, it's a shame that all the politics and shit have to get involved um, but it is what it is well let's face it uh, Mandalorian is a Western in space, right? Yep. He's not quite, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. He's not the nameless guy. We know his name, but very similar in many respects. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got the feeling this was going to be more like, like a Western as well, but you know, the sheriff instead of, you know, a, yeah, a maybe Lone Ranger esque kind of thing. Maybe. Yes. Here's the thing. I think they could salvage it quite easily. Yeah, it would have been cool to have Cara Dune because they would have had a female lead. Yep. But let's grab Timothy Oliphant's character, grab him from Tatooine. 
Well, he may have been already, a part of it anyways. We, we don't know. You know, we, he may have been part of it. Well, I, I assume that um, his character, uh, Cobb Vanth is the character's name, um, is going to be in the Book of Boba Fett because they're at Tatooine. I assume some part of him will be there. Well, really, if Disney wants to revive this, I think what they should do is, yeah, maybe bring him back, show him a bit in the Book of Boba Fett. Show him still trying to be a sheriff, and then make him officially a sheriff by making one of the, you know, one of the marshals or something that they called him, or, mm-hmm. or ranger. Oh, sorry, ranger of the New Republic. Yeah, then they can rec- then they can re- recover this idea. Yeah, or if it was supposed to be a vehicle for a female character, find another one through through the I'm other with that too through the other casting, which is fine. Anyways, it, that's that's the bit of Star Wars news, and obviously they're still filming uh, Kenobi. Um, so, and I'm not quite sure where Cassian Andor is. I think they're almost done with principal. I think in that. So I think so too. Um, there's gonna be a lot of Star Wars on Disney Plus coming up, and that's going to be great. Um, and we'll talk about Bad Batch later. Uh, the other, another piece of news from DC Comics is uh, they announced a animated movie based on the Injustice Gods Among Us. And I haven't read any of that and I've never played any of the games. Have you? I know the uh, premise of it, but I haven't, I didn't play. Yeah, I know the premise. I haven't actually played any of the games. Okay. I mean, the premise sounds awesome. It sounds dark as hell. I mean. Oh, the I'm jo- there for it. Yeah. The Joker tricks uh, Superman into killing Lois Lane and setting a nuclear bomb off in Metropolis. Um through I don't know, I don't know how he does it I have to see the story but um, I don't think Joker survives that either if you ever see the covers of what uh, Superman finds out um, what has done to him and he becomes more of a um, let's say a, a dictator type thing Superman's not gonna let he's done he's done playing the sidelines to uh, criminals and basically his code is gone and it's it's almost like a a really hard line civil war like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel Civil War. So, uh, but there are some really good DC animated films. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully, because they don't. There's there's some DC films that you know that are really true to the comic. Um, uh, Dark Knight Returns was very good. Um, as an animated. For as many missteps as they've had with their live action films, yeah. DC animated blows Marvel animated out of the water. Yeah, it does. For sure. I mean, I, I can't, honestly, I don't think I've watched one animated Marvel. I, I wasn't compelled to watch any of it. It was Doctor Strange, which was good, actually. Well, that's, that's good, but I know there's a ton of it out there, and I've watched a couple of them, and it's kind of too dumbed down, too much for kids. Mm-hmm. Whereas DC's got like, we're not going to hold your hand. Yeah. This is this is the story, and it's animated. Doesn't mean it's for kids, right? And it's better for it. Yeah, so that could be cool. Um, jumping to the next thing, this is the last piece of news that I brought. I, I sent this to, to Michael earlier this week, and um, I'm geeked for it. Um, and that is uh, Henry Cavill has been cast as. I guess the new Highlander. I guess I can't remember the character's name in Highlander. Conor McGregor. Oh yeah, yeah. I am the last one. Um, 
Sean Connery is not cast because he's passed away in this episode. I guarantee you, though, if he was still alive, he would have accepted it because I don't think the man ever declined a single script. Uh, he did because he retired. Oh, yeah, obviously. After yeah. after he uh, was unhappy with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Like, that wasn't his last film, though. Was it? Was. Hmm. I have to look that up. But anyways, I think this is cool. I think, you know, listen, Henry Cavill's really uh, taking on some roles where you think he can't break out of Superman, but like it, Witcher did a lot for him. I think the Witcher did a lot for Henry Cavill um, to move him out of Superman. But also I haven't watched the uh, Imola. What is it? The, the Sherlock Holmes thing. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet, but they're making a sequel to that as well. Um, we watched Cap- the first one. Cap- I mean, he's, he's in it, uh, but yeah, he's, he's not, I mean, they call it a co-starring role, but yeah, there's, he does what he does with limited time. Right. Um, but I, I dig him. I, I, I think it's, it, it, I'm looking forward to this. He's good. I mean, here's, I don't know. I, I saw him in a similar styled fantasy film. Remember Immortals? I did. He wasn't that bad. He's a lot skinnier. Uh, it wasn't that bad, but that movie was not good. Yeah, I don't put it on him. No, Those no. stylized movies, are, I mean, the directors have so much when it's that stylized. I mean, they try to do a 300 kind of thing. And it wasn't it wasn't uh, a Zack Snyder, right? They just kind of ripped it off. It was like a, a Walmart version of Zack Snyder's film. I thought it was a decent director. I thought it was the guy that did the cell originally or something. I don't know. But it was sometimes when you go a little too stylized. You gotta be you gotta be great though. If it's too stylized, you, you gotta like be great. Right. So I don't know Cavill's good. I mean, he, he's been good in the. Uh, uh, Mission Impossible films when he showed up, you know, in the last few. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have nothing against Kevin. I didn't watch Witcher, so I can't. Witcher's awesome. I, I liked that show. I've watched it twice now, the full series twice. Good. Um, I, I really like it. I, I think he's a good actor. Um, you, if you watched him in that, you, um, it, it's nothing like he's done. Like he's really took that character to even like the way he talks and everything, he's really done a really good job with that. So you should, you know, if there's nothing over the summer left for you to watch, throw, throw the Witcher on, except watch Daredevil season three first. Oh, yeah, Cause you exactly. haven't done that yet. Um, my, my only issue is there was this wonderful heyday in the eighties mm-hmm. for direct to video and direct to, you know, I mean, some of these movies did get movie releases, but we don't get, quite the B-grade films that we used to. I mean, Taken is probably one of the most recent ones I can think of that was a great B-grade movie that turned out to be awesome. Right. That was Highlander. Highlander was never A-grade. Well, that doesn't mean this is good. This could be released right on Netflix. No, we don't know. True, true. We have no idea. I'm just trying to say, Highlander is not a movie that, you know, was ever going to make a lot of money, but you found it on HBO one night and, or you find it at the video store and you showed it to your friends. And the next yep. thing you know, your other friends are showing it to other friends. You're like, dude, these guys are fighting with swords in yeah. New York and they chop each other's heads off. Yeah. Which, yeah. don't get me wrong, I love the original Highlander, but I know it's schlocky B grade and it leans heavily into that. And it could still, it could still be that. We don't know. It could be. Um, 
I don't know. It's hard to top that original. And just because it's such a product of its time, too. Right. I own it on Blu-ray, and I love it. But That's I know more. it's crap. It's like, again... It's the Fast and Furious of fantasy movies. <laughs> well, that's that's a good, you know. I'm gonna. I think that's a good lead into your your next um, piece of news, actually. The Snake Eyes trailer. Yeah, that feels like a Fast and Furious type movie to me. Oh, you know, the, the trailer's fun. Henry Golding's yeah. fine. I liked him in um, what he was in uh, Crazy Rich Agents, which. Confession. Did, so, did you do any research on this preview or anything? I haven't. I or just watch really. it. I know it's a prequel uh, because it shows Snake Eyes. Sure, before. but is it the same universe as the 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 Rock and and um, what's his name? Die Hard. The Bruce Willis. Yeah, is this is this the same universe as that that GI Joe that was out like in thirteen or fourteen or whatever? I don't know. Okay. I, I hope not. It was all right. Yeah, actually, the first G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra was, was, was okay for what it was. Yeah, for that for what it was back then. But when you kill off your main character from the first movie in the first two minutes. Yeah. And then you bring in The Rock. Ugh. Like, all right, I'm going to go on a rant here real quick. Go ahead. Do it. The Rock. He is a great second fiddle character. You bring him in and he does what he does. And he's fantastic, and it's everything cheesy you want. The Rock cannot lead a film. I thought he'd led Jumanji. Yeah, really well. Okay, so he's got one or two. Exceptions. Well, I can't remember everything he's in, so I'd have to look it up well, of like what what he's in. San Andreas, skyscraper. Yeah, the the Tooth Fairy. Uh, <laughs> Some stupid football movie. I mean, come on. I mean, Some stupid football movie. <laughs> yeah, there's this football movie where he finds out it's a Disney-esque. Maybe it is even a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Where he finds out he had a kid. And, you know, it's a tough. Oh, my God. I just want the IMDb. Oh, no. What? Oh, this is going to hurt me. What? Please don't do this. What? Just announced. Oh, this hurts me so bad. This is live, people. This is live. He's doing a reboot of Big Trouble in Little China. You can't fucking Fuck redo that. You can't. That movie is perfect the way it is with Kurt Russell. Do not bring it back. That Unless it's like a continuation with all new people, do not make him Jack Burton. Fuck right off. Oh, sorry. See, that's what I'm talking about. That is supreme B grade movie making. Oh yeah, it's one of the best ever. Which we we've talked about in some of other things, but yeah, Gary. That's the thing. It's, let's see, it's B grade, and if you try to elevate it, it's not going to work. Right. Oh, uh, what, what was the other movie? Rock movie? A Journey to the Right. Come on. So all that to say, and I will bring this back around, so it makes sense to our our program here. He's doing that Black Adam film. Yeah. Sorry, I don't think The Rock can carry The Rock can't carry a movie. And you want to you can go ahead and say he's the star of those two Jumanji films. Well, I mean, didn't me he do people, well, I guess not it's carry. A, it's more it's of an, an ensemble a, film. It is an ensemble right? film for sure. Yeah. Um I mean Hobbs and Shaw, I guess that's a double. Yeah, um, that one might be an exception. 
But for the most part, I'm sorry, The Rock, you can't carry a movie. He carried Moana. He's good in Moana. Yeah. You know what he was good in, though? Um, Don't say Rampage. No, it was a TV show. I think it was it was on HBO, Ballers or whatever. Okay, that's fine. That, that was a good show. He was good in that. Okay. And he is, carrying, he, is, he is carrying his own television show called The Rock Early Years, whatever, on NBC. Young Rock? Young Rock, whatever. Like young yeah, Indiana Jones, but young Rock. It's not even, it's just his life story. He's not him doing it. No. Well, it's like him being interviewed as if, as if he's running for president of the United States in like 2033 or something like that. So they're like, tell me about your, you know, how you is kind of like vetting the, uh, I watched like three episodes. It wasn't that bad, but it's not like something I'm going to rush to. Um, so I'll get off my soapbox about the rock. And he did kind of carry the WWE for a while. So that's a lot of acting there. Yeah, that's not a feature film. <laughs> no, but it's a lot of acting. That is true. That is true. A lot of overacting. Mm-hmm. San Andreas. <laughs> he was in Star Trek Voyager. Yes, yes, he was. Wow. A lot of people have been in, have been in Star Trek shows, though. Sure, it's, it's the uh, law and order of sci-fi. Yeah, exactly, 100% is. <laughs> Seriously, so many people. Here's All right. Dunst, Johnson. I could go All on. right. So Snake Eyes is where we how we got on off track there. So I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I probably won't rush to see that at the movie theater. But I'll watch it if it's like an HBO Max thing or something. Oh, same thing. You know, I grew up on G.I. Joe. Huge G.I. Joe fan. Went until I was way too old. I think to like 14. Still love G.I. Joe. Uh, the movies. Yeah, I saw them both. I think I only saw the first one in the film or in the theater. Mm-hmm. Second one, not so much. Uh, it's a snake eyes. Of course I want to see it, but... Probably going to wait till home video for streaming or whatever. For sure. For sure. It doesn't look terrible. I mean, like you said, Henry Golding's not terrible. I I liked him in Crazy Rich, Age, Raisin, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, not that Crazy Rich Raisins? <laughs> Crazy Rich Raisins. Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. But I did not see whatever that schmaltzy rom-com was with the Queen of the Dragons or whatever her name was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that woman from uh, Game of Thrones? Mother of the Dragons. What was her? Oh, uh, oh, Khaleesi. Um, yeah. You, you want the actress's name? Yeah. Oh God. He was a summer. It doesn't matter. She I didn't take my Prevagen yet, so <laughs> can't remember everybody's fucking name anymore. Uh. Yeah, we're still on the news and we're like 35 minutes into our episode. Well, it, you know, well, being away for two weeks, it was actually kind of nice to get a bunch of news because prior the prior episodes, we didn't get Jack. So right. it was, it's really kind of nice uh, to, to be able to talk about all these things. So um, the next the next two are years. So rip through them, my friend. Let's see what we got. All right, real quick. Uh, if you've seen Attack the Block, have you seen it, Joe? I, I, have, I have no idea what that is. Look for it. Okay. It's good. Is it a sci-fi it's- film or something? Sci-fi, super low budget. So okay. um, think of it this way. Uh, John Boyega and his crew, they, uh, they live in the kind of the Dodgiana town. It's not the projects because it's in the UK, but it's kind of like 
the UK version of the projects where it's mm-hmm. low income well, housing. They're all socialists, so it's all projects. Oh boy, I'm kidding. I'm totally joking. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they live in a housing uh, complex that's, like I said, not quite the projects, but it's lower income. You know, blah blah blah. So they're rough and tumble kids, but it doesn't mean they're bad kids. Right. Giant Boyega, Boyega is kind of like the the leader, and there's this woman, and she's going to get mugged, and he helps. Um, but that's only kind of like the beginning of the story. An alien invasion starts in this housing community, and no one's going to believe them. So they're like, no one's going to believe us. You know, we're we're you know the gutter kids, right? So. No police or anyone's going to listen to us and come here. So it's up to them to try and stop this alien invasion. And that's why it's attack the block. And it's gotcha. It's low grade, but you know, sometimes it's fun. Low grade, oh yeah. It's so fun. So is this going to be like, um, uh, El Mariachi sequel where they spent more money and, and basically just try to make it a little cleaner than the original El Mariachi. <laughs> no, because it's talking about? a sequel. No, yeah, I know exactly. Oh, dude. Yeah. I own El Mariachi. It's one of my favorite films. It's one of my favorite films. It's a top 10 for me. Really? Yeah. Just just because of the sheer will that he made it, and it's just crafted like, you know, it was like, fuck it, I'm going to make this film. I don't care how, you know, I think it's just wonderful. Desperado, was Desperado the second one? I can't remember the name of the. Yes, where they were supposed to, he was supposed to remake. Right, El Mariachi with a bigger yeah. budget. He said, "Fuck, right. tell him the next part of the story." Right, which was way better. Way, anyways. I love El Mariachi. I mean, that's the the guts of that. Like to to yeah. I mean, you know, say what you will about Robert Rodriguez. Some people don't like the way he does things. I I like what he does, um, but I, I he can I, come in I, under I budget. It. I'll give you that. Well, I mean, I just I, is it perfect? No, but it feels right for the what he's doing. Yes. No. I love El Mariachi. As much as I love that, I love Desperado even more. Yeah, Desperado's good. But of course, I, you had now. No offense, like when I watched El Mariachi, I took it for what it is, right? Like he didn't have um, great actors, right? So when you, when you bring great actors into the into the the, the 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 thing, it makes it makes a huge huge difference. Agreed. Agreed. Desperado is one of my top 10 films. I love that movie. Yeah, it's good. But Anyway, all that to say, I don't know what to expect for this one. Uh, John, uh, Joe Cornish was the director, writer-director of the first one. He's obviously back, but it's been like over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where Boyega really got his, uh, that's where his star came from. He, uh, he got noticed because of that first movie, Attack the Block. Without Attack the Block, we would not, he, John Boyega at least, would not have been Finn. Right. I did. I didn't know that. So, you know, it's one of those movies that really doesn't need a sequel. It was good. It's low budget, but it was fun. I don't know how they're going to do a sequel. And I don't know if they're going to go the Desperado route or just kind of stay, you know, low where they are. I don't know, but I'll, I'll see it. I want to see what happens. So that's good. Right. 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 And then last but not least, J.J. Abrams has said he is not directing the new Superman film. He's a producer, though. He is a producer. It was always that. I don't think I never saw him being director. No, no, no. But everyone knew he was producing, and it was part of his, you know, package deal with Warner Brothers. 
And the big question was, well, if he's producing, is he also going to direct? So he finally came out and said, no, I am not. Well, I think part of it is because, I mean, it's going to be the first black Superman. From what I understand. Yep. And I, I have no problem with that. And I know it'll be what it is. Right. Well, and the thing is too, it doesn't, they still haven't said if Cavill is done as Superman and he still doesn't have to be. They've already proven with Joker, they can do all these different, I mean, Joker, I'm sorry, is not in the same universe as Justice League. No, but it might be the same universe as the Batman. It might be. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But they could do the same thing with this. It doesn't mean that it's still not Superman. There is President Superman, well-established from the multiverse, who is black. Well, that was the thing. Is this going to be a multiverse? We don't know. I think so, because right now, DC is getting ready to start publishing their, uh, what is it, Infinite Frontier or something like that? Yeah. It's their new uh, event that's coming out. And one of the stars is President Superman, the black Superman from World whatever Earth. They could do a black Superman. It's fine. Yeah. Works for me. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's all multi. Once you bring multiverse in anything, it, it, it can change. You can do what you want. Yep. It, yeah, it opens up new stories. Directed by JJ Abrams makes it better. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going down that road again. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just not going down that road. Well, I mean, yeah. if you want to, if you want JJ Abrams to pretend he's Richard Donner and copy all of his great scenes. Sure. And maybe, maybe, he's um, already pretended he's been stealing Spielberg several times. So why not? Right. Right. <laughs> and Spielberg pretended he's Hitchcock too. They all pretend that's how they get there. Yeah. Oh. I mean, right from stolen shots, you can see things. It's just the way it is, you know? Um, all right. Our geek this week. Let's let's go through these. I am uh, knee deep in Breath of the Wild. Yes, I'm way late to the game on the Switch. <laughs> way way late, but really well done. Man, that game's really well done. Um, my brother just bought it. Literally bought it yesterday. Really? Well, it's been on sale. That's why. It's why I got it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's on sale. I gotta get it. It's like forty bucks or yeah. something. Well, forty forty one. Like three years ago, and it yeah. rarely goes on sale. Right. That's Nintendo proper Nintendo. Nintendo properties tend not to go on sale. It's kind of like Apple products, you know, they keep it Sounds at a certain delicious. level. Yeah. But um yeah, I'm loving it. Loving it. Uh it's pretty fun. It, it, I, I you know what's fun when you throw a game in and then you're like, "What? 3 hours went by?" Shit. Well, <laughs> my brother kind of tried to convince me to buy it and I was like, "I just can't. I I can't get sucked into a game like that." Yeah, it's easy to, especially because, you know, it's taken me a while to get into those kind of game concepts, you know, the Skyrims and the, the Breath of the Wild, because it's not like I'm used to, here's the beginning of the game and here's if I win the game in the session that I sit in it. You know what I mean? Like I finished the game. Like when I play a baseball game, it's nine innings. Did I win? Game over. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't win or lose in Breath of the Wild. You just experience and you learn and you move on and you do these puzzles. You know what I mean? You can die, but you can always start back up where you left off. Like there's, it's unlimited basically lives. But right. so, but I always wonder, well, why give lives then? Just <laughs> anyways. Um, but you know, there's so much to it. 
you know, the art, artwork of it. Everything's great. It's, it's really well done. It, it, it takes advantage of the switch for sure altogether. Um, and then the other small thing, uh, finally that I ordered back in January, some of you may have seen it in our post. I got my Greedo. <laughs> Do you love it? I, it's still in the package right now, but yeah. Yeah. It's the black series. I didn't, I didn't know. It was, yeah. As soon as I get, well, as soon as I get, look, you can see it's a mess. The office is the distri- everything from the kitchens in here. We're still trying to get things done, um, which we got to get done this week so we can have Memorial weekend. Some people over. So or my mom and dad, uh, not just some people. Um, I say, there's still people though. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, that's the, the plan, but yeah, it'll be out there with, uh, with the uh, signed Greedo photo that we got at, comic-con it'll be out there to get a little greedo shrine oh, ha- hashtag create the greedo series disney plus <laughs> there you go show sure that no one wants but joe oh yeah but no we got to do it. any listeners out there please post on twitter hashtag create the greedo series <laughs> oh that'd be hilarious can we get that trending that'd be great actually create i don't know that i guess that's fine i don't know i didn't think of that until the top of my head <laughs> So I do know today, like the solos movie is trending again because it's like the one year anniversary of that or two years, two years or three years. years. I don't know. Three years, maybe. I don't know. 10 years, whatever. Probably two years. Yeah. All right. That's my geeks this week. All right. My geek this week, actually from last week, uh, two weeks ago, I mentioned that I started Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Once again, he is the author of The Martian and Artemis. Uh, they made a movie on the Martian, and they're going to make a movie out of this one too. And I finished it last week too. And it was freaking awesome. Like literally, everyone I've spoken to about this book said you got to read it. I have like torn through it. I told my friend, a friend of mine, Pat. He's like, he read the Martian, loved it. I said, read this book. Next text I got from him, he's like, I'm 200 pages in, and I love it. <laughs> I'm like what? You just got it. Uh, former student of mine, he saw me mention it, uh, on one of our social media platforms. Uh, he got it on a Friday night, Sunday afternoon. He was done. Wow. Uh, my, my daughter, I was explaining to her what, the, what it was and why I liked it so much and just gave her a broad idea what the plot was without ruining any of the spoilers. She's like, Oh, that sounds good. I want to check it out. The next day she's like, I'm 40 pages in. This book is great. So in every few days, she gives me an update. So that's a nice little bonding thing we got going on. She's like, this book is so good. I'm like, I know. So Joe, <laughs> Project Hail Mary. It's fantastic. All right. I'll get to it eventually, you know, because I have so much, so little to do. <laughs> now, talking about video games, why I won't buy Breath of the Wild is because already I've spent an ungodly amount of time playing Super Mario Odyssey. On my Switch. What's the gist of that game? It's just the latest uh, Mario game. But like uh, N64, it's kind of like, kind of almost an open world. I mean, yeah. So is it like a Breath of the Wild, but with Mario? I I can't, I don't know, because I haven't played Breath of the Wild. Well, that's an open world too. Like you get tasks, you got to grow, you know, get here. You got to get this to do that and get to solve this, solve this puzzle to get to the next thing kind of thing. It can be open world. I mean, once you... You get some choice as to, well, I've, you know, once you've got so many things completed, you get, you collect these moons and once you get them, right. you can move on to another one, another right. world or area. Right. But 
sometimes it's like, okay, do you want to go to this area or do you want to go to this area? And you get to choose. And you can go back to those areas if you want to go through because there's always more moons than you actually need to go on to the next one. So you can go through and try and find every single moon hidden on every area. And I know there's some I've missed because I'm like, I see a platform way out there that I don't know how I can get to. I can't fly there. I don't know how to get there. But there is a moon out there. I can see it. I have no idea how I can ever get there. So if you're one of those Mario got to complete every single thing on every level, Mm -hmm. you're going to spend way too much time on this. I'm not even that guy. (laughs) You're you're still spending too much time. Like it got to the point where Shay got mad at me because she's like, maybe finish your tasks and the house first before you play the game. And it's always, I'm just going to sit down and play for five minutes. And then two hours later, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm in trouble. Right. That's why you got to. So, so I feel careful. your pain there, Joe. Got to be careful. Like you said, I, I grabbed it because it was on sale. It was it was 40 bucks. I think usually yeah. they're 50, 60. Yeah. I dropped it 40 and I'm like, you know what? It's, and it is a casual game. You don't have to sit there. Play it as maddeningly as possible. No, you can pause whenever you want, right? And then just shut it down because it keeps your progress. You save it. and Exactly. So I started bringing me in the car. So like if I go to go pick up my daughter from work and I'm there a few minutes early, I play it until she gets in the car. And yeah. way too much. Right. So that's my geek this week. And then she has to drive you home because you're, you're still playing. No, <laughs> no, I turn it off and I drive home. But Got it. There are times where she's kind of like, give me one sec. I'm finishing up a level. All right. Let's, let's, let's move on to our quickly, our main topics. We're probably not going to spend that much time on each one of them because, you know, not huge. And we're already 50 minutes into this podcast, but uh, bad batch episodes three and four, uh, the last couple of weeks, I think that they, my opinion is uh, the bad batch is very good. I think, um, I like where the story's going. We 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 did see um, Fennec Shen in episode four, um, but prior to that, in episode three, which was called the Replacements. Uh, basically, what I like about episode three is it starts to get into basically what the Empire is trying. You know, the growth of the Empire and why they don't need clones, and they start to build their own. They want to have their um, conscripted soldiers, I guess is the word that they use. Uh, basically, people that sign up because um, that could be cheaper and and, and uh, hopefully they're more loyal. But as we find out, they still think for themselves um, yep. and they would not, one of them would not kill one of the, uh, of Saul Guerrero's, um, I guess they're not technically rebels at this point, but um they were ordered to ordered to wipe out the camp, and one of them, those, it's women and children. We're not going to do that. And Crosshair takes care of it, um, and takes care of him. One of the uh, the guys that were I can't remember the guy's name that that wouldn't do it. But um, anyways, you know, it's one of those things where we we start to see why some decisions were made. Um, we are trying to figure out. Uh, uh, who Omega is in all this, um, where she, you know, in particular in episode three, she kind of runs out on her own to chase a, a piece that they need to repair their ship. Cause they're stuck, um, on a moon. Um, and she does it without hurting the creature that took the, the piece. So there's some kind of, you know, 
I don't know if it's force ability with animals or whatever. Uh, we'll find out down the road. Um, but, but but good episode, uh, episode three. Um, I'll do three and four, Michael. Then we'll take your your takes on three and four, and then we can go from there. Um, episode four, I thought was really really good because this is the time now where we're, we're they're on the run. Uh, we know they're being hunted by the empire, uh, at least they're on the wanted list, and um, they've got to kind of scramble the code. Like they're a code of the ship, um, which if you remember from. Uh, Mandalorian, they still do that now, right? So they want your 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 code. Your I can't remember the name of Scram code or whatever the heck they're calling it. Um, so they stop to try and and take you know be able to uh, throw out codes or bypass that system, and when they do, they uh, kind of walking through the city, that kind of thing. And of course, because Omega's a kid, you know, they get separated. And here we find Fennec Shand, who's uh, a bounty hunter that has been um, hired to get Omega. Um, now, I guess the, the only, the one, some of the negative that I have about um, four, maybe even three, two is I guess you could, you know, people will say those are filler episodes, but again, if you heard me, you've heard me a million times. Dave Filoni never has te- technically filler episodes. They they do get paid off later. We find out later through his writing. Now, the problem I have was there was I don't think there's a reason they could have not shown us who Fennec Shen reported to. Now, is it is it uh, the Kaminoans, Kaminoans, Kaminoans? I don't know how to say it, or is it the Empire? Right. Yeah, or is it or is it the uh, empire or is it somebody different um i think we were we could we were owed that a little bit after almost two episodes of of maybe not getting deeper storylines but all in all to me i think you know bad batch is on a on a a good roll uh so far so with that what are your what's your quick takes well with episode three i really liked uh well maybe not that i liked but I think you posited it early on that um, Omega was possibly a clone, uh, maybe of Palpatine, or at least some someone that was um, mm-hmm. force sensitive. And I think we got a real hint towards that with when she was dealing with the uh, Ordo Moon Dragon right. on the planet they were uh, stranded on de- temporarily. I mean, she could, you could, she had very, like she could sense where the dragon was, and you know things like that, and. She just had a lot of moments where she was doing force sensitive type stuff where I think right. th- there are a lot of cues that yes, she is in fact force sensitive. So I think that speaks to your theory there. Um, but I also liked replacements because um, the, the title of the episode had, had many meetings. I mean, um, part of that episode was we knew that uh, Omega was basically sleeping on a, a donk bot. Yep. Uh, and didn't really have a place. And because the team still had Crosshair's spot for Crosshair, even though he wasn't with them. So she is, in ways, a replacement for Crosshair now on the team. But also, we saw these recruits, these conscripted soldiers, that were a replacement for the Bad Batch that Crosshair was uh, in charge of. And they basically go back and rerun that mission from the first episode. Whereas the Bad Batch said, no, we're not going to kill innocent civilians. 
Well, we saw that too with some of these, at least one of these conscripted soldiers. And they all listened to him for a minute and didn't kill the innocent, you know, civilians. And like you said, Crosshair kills him and the others fall in line. So they're the replacements for the Bad Batch who couldn't get the job done. Right. Which is obviously wrong, but I just like the play on the, the title there because there's so many. It plays on many levels. So. Well, yes. And episode three, I forgot to mention, um, we noticed that uh, Wrecker is always hitting his head or hurting his head hurts. So I think there's some chip problem that's going to happen with him. Oh, 100%. So, I mean, obviously that's, you know, some foreshadowing going on. But it, but it didn't show up at all in episode four. Correct. At least I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it either. So- that that might be one, which is going to be either heartbreaking or whatever, because he's actually getting closer to her. You know, he found her; she found his little stuffed animal guy or whatever uh, in episode two, I think, or one. I don't oh, yeah, know. Yeah. And they become, you know, kind of friends, kind of thing. So that's going to be a tough. If that happens, I, I feel like something's going to happen. And I agree with you on episode four that that even more so felt like a quote unquote filler episode, kind of just a a way to kind of wedge Fennec Shan into that. But mm-hmm. I trust Filoni enough that I agree with you. I don't think this is just a throwaway. I think this is going to build into something else. Uh, again, I don't know who Fennec is working for. Like you said, is it the Kaminoans? Is it the, the uh, Empire? We don't know. But um, it's going to be interesting to find out. And I think, like you said, it seems like a throwaway episode, but somehow whoever she's working for is totally going to play into this and make yeah. this episode much more important than it looks like on its surface. Yep. Yep. So. Cool. Good things to come. We'll find out more this Friday. I think there's 15 or 16 episodes. I can't remember now uh, where that's going. Um, all right. And then the final topic today, uh, episodes three and four of Jupiter's legacy. Uh, Michael, I'll uh, please lead this particular discussion. Well, I'll go as quickly as I can. Episode three, um, it's the present we keep uh, talking. We're not talking to. We keep uh, seeing the, the life of Hutch. Mm-hmm. This guy who is on the wrong side of the law, but still has a code in many ways. Doesn't look like he wants to do a lot of killing. Uh, he's not a powered person, but he has a pretty badass piece of equipment that lets him, lets him act like a powered person, lets him teleport basically wherever he tells it to do where to go and what's cool is that it can teleport just him or by itself right well we found um, that out afterwards late in the episode yeah late in the episodes yep but you know he's he, he works he's you know in debt to a supervillain named big man and in the flashbacks we finally meet george right. george who is apparently sheldon's very best friend who Played by Matt Lanter, voice of Anakin Skywalker. Yes, there you go. There's your Star Wars reference. Yes. Um, so he's Sheldon's best friend. Haven't seen him the first two episodes. So finally now in the third episodes, we're meeting his best friend. And he's interesting. He's uh, – I'm wondering, I'm wondering if he's going to be the Batman-like character. But he's definitely a playboy and has all the money, at least you think. Right. Until you find out that. Like most everyone else in 1929 U.S., 
Uh, a lot of money disappeared and his was included. Right. So, um, and then of course, uh, Sheldon's having more and more of these flashbacks. Uh, everyone thinks he's, you know, his mental state's really deteriorating. But the cool thing about this episode was um, there's a heist and Hutch and his team inadvertently get stopped by Chloe. Right. Well, Drunken binge. Yeah, she's on a bender, right? Yep. And she accidentally stops him. The team instantly recognizes who she is, and, re- and they think she's there to be a hero, or really. Right. She, she just, just happened to be there and got in the way. Right. But because of who she is, they're convinced she's there to make a big hero move, and they attack, and it's a bad idea because she outpowers them all. Right. Easily. Right. Uh, episode four was kind of like the flip side of this coin. So, oh, oh yeah. And at the end of episode three, before we go on, uh, we find out that Hutch is the son of George. You find Hutchins. His name is Hutchins. Yes. Right. So um, you see how they're connected. So interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it'll be, it'll be resolved as the series goes on. But So now you have Sheldon's. Sheldon's best friend is George. And then you find out Sheldon's daughter, Chloe, has now inadvertently stopped in a heist, stopped a heist uh, committed by Hutch, who is right. the progeny of George. We When he kills the big man, we never saw who the big man was, right? We, we met him. No, no, we, we met him in the bathroom. That was the big man? Okay. Yep. Got it. The guy, when he got mad, he kind of glowed on the inside. Oh, right, right, right. That was a big man. Okay. Got it, got it. So then episode four was kind of like this, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Rosencrantz and Gilderstern are dead, but you kind of find out the day that led up for Chloe. You don't know it at first, but you just kind of see Chloe going about her drug and alcohol fueled day and clubbing and partying and find out, oh, this is what led her to inadvertently stopping the heist. And then what happened after right. where she takes super drugs, I guess it was, I don't know what else to call it. She, you know, she super Coke or whatever, super yeah. Coke, right? Super heroin, whatever. It was purple and sparkly. Uh, so Chloe's idea is, Hey, I found these amazing drugs. First off, it's a bag of glowing, like shiny, glowing, purpley stuff. And her first thought is, let's snort this. <laughs> yeah. Gets her high. It appears, apparently it's pretty good. And then vents all of her friends over to also get high. Right. Um, but that, that was post the, That was post her throwing the car. Yes. Well, she just yeah. said, fuck it to all you people. Meanwhile, in flashback land, Sheldon is still being affected by visions. He ends up in the middle of the Dust Bowl uh, looking for this this farm that he thought he saw in his mind that George actually took his, in episode three, took a lot of his pictures and tore them apart and created this uh, windmill. And so, Yeah, that's right. God, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, uh, I do remember that. Yep. And Sheldon finds this windmill, finds... An old man, I think his name's Old Man Miller, living there. Red Foreman. For the, 
yeah, Red Foreman from that same <laughs> show. He play, pretty much plays the same guy. He's mad. Right. Cranky old man. Yep. This guy suffers from the same visions and uh, kills himself after warning Sheldon not to follow the advice given by the people, the dead loved ones he sees in his visions. Don't listen to him, is what he says. Of course, you know he's not going to. Of course. But it's almost like that guy uh, was, it's almost like Red Foreman's character was like relieved that somebody else found it so he can like leave. Yeah. It's like he was a caretaker of the vision or 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 the 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 place, you know. He didn't destroy it. He could have he could have burned the whole fucking place down if he wanted. You know what I mean? So there must be some weird thing you can't like get rid of it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Something yeah, something weird's going on, but Right. I don't right. think anyone's convinced that Sheldon is not going to listen to his visions and he's not going to see where it leads him. Cuz let's face it. We haven't seen it yet. Wherever this is taking him, obviously it's going to take him in some way, shape, or form. It's going to affect how he and his friends got their powers. There's no right. question. Right. And it's this is like you said, it's this is gonna set up this season's probably gonna set up the rest of it, because there's only four episodes left. Um Yeah, we're halfway through at this point. We're halfway through. Um But I'm enjoying it. I um the reason I haven't watched it is we've been so busy and um, Michelle and I couldn't sit down and watch it together. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to ca- catching up on it and getting through it. Getting Not getting through it isn't a bad thing, but I want to watch, I want to make sure I want to see the end. I want to see how it goes, where it goes. Okay. I really, I really do like the George character a lot. I, I want to see what happens. He's almost like, um, reminds me of, uh, from, from, um, um, the Watchman, the uh, the rich guy, Osmandius. Osmandius. He reminds me of him a bit. I can see that, which would fit because we we don't know much about George other than I assume he's going to go wherever Sheldon goes to get his powers. Mm-hmm. And we know at some point in the sixties, he shifts from a hero to the world's greatest supervillain. Right. But we don't know. We don't know how that happens. Right. Right. So. Which is kind of Osmandius like. Right. Osmandius was a hero and they realized the only way to save the world was to become a villain. Right. Maybe the same thing happens here. Right. Did you ever watch the Watchmen HBO thing yet? You know, I haven't. I haven't. God. You're killing Trump, me. There's a lot to watch. You're killing me. You're so behind. Batch. Daredevil. Like the best stuff you're not watching. And you you waste time yeah, watching. I'm watching movies. Bad Batch. I'm watching, uh, watching you know, Jupiter's Legacy. No, th- those and are timely. These are timely, but... On the downtimes, you need to watch those two those two things. I understand, like, but I'm also playing godly crazy amount of hours of Switch. I read a novel. I'm the funny thing is I read that novel in a week, and I'm still working on the uh, fifth book of the Murderbot series that I started last summer. <laughs> right. Uh, so much so many time so much time in a day, Joe, and. Right. One thing we, you and I both have to do yet too is somehow we got to find time to watch Army of the Dead. I know. I almost watched it last night. Same um, here. But I, I went to go turn it on last night and saw it was two and a half hours, and I said nope. Yeah, I, I saw it was two. I'm like, ah, oh, I was. It was like uh, I finished. It was like ten thirty, eleven o'clock when I finished doing some um, uh, Breath of the Wild, and I'm like. I should watch that for the podcast tomorrow. No, I'm not. 
Maybe we'll have it watched by next week. Possibly. It's it's Memorial Weekend. We're you know we'll we'll be coming back. Um, you know, saying that you know saying this now next week is end of Memorial Day is Monday, and it'll be our hundredth episode when we record our next one. Isn't that crazy? So I'm kind of maybe we can do it in person. Maybe we can find a way to do something in person. I don't know. I'm vaxxed. You're vaxxed. Yep. We need to do something. Hundred episodes. Isn't that crazy? We should do something fun. We we could talk it. We'll talk it offline. Uh, well, if anybody has know, any suggestions, is your nights to go to the magic place? Do yeah, have, uh, but I, I can't. I can't do Wednesday nights because I'll be doing that there. We can maybe try and do it that way. But I'm also uh, I got a motorcycle given to me from my father in law, and I have a guy coming in Wednesday nights to help me rebuild it. Shut up to get it running. Yeah. Oh wait, you showed me a picture of that. That's right. I, I don't know if I can call it a motorcycle. It's a Honda one twenty five. It's basically a moped without pedals. That would be a scooter. No, because you have to shift it. Scooters are not. You you, you have but, to shift it. So one twenty five is a motorcycle. You just yeah, it's a motorcycle. Expressway. Right, right. That's what I mean. It's basically no faster than a um, than a scooter, but it's not a scooter because you have to you have to shift them. That's the difference between and a scooter. you don't step through. Right. Yeah, you step so, over. That does what, like 100? That doesn't 100. That's like what, 40 miles an hour? Probably like 40, 45, I would guess. So for putting around town, but you really can't even take it down highways or anything. I mean, obviously not expressways, but. No, the speedometer goes to like 80, but there's no fucking way it goes 80. Maybe if it was dropped out of a plane. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Terminal velocity. All right. Well, then I'll just. We'll talk about this offline, but we'll find yeah. a way to do it in live. Yeah. So we got a hundredth episode coming up for our next one. We'll figure out something to do. Um, so this is a good spot to end this particular episode of episode 99. If it's your first time listening, thanks for checking in on this podcast, I guess. Um, if you've uh, listened before and came back, we hope you stick around with us. We are very grateful that you do listen to us. If you would like to you know, help out the podcast, you know, share it with a friend. That's always first and foremost, tell your friends about us, maybe leave a, some kind of review on Apple podcasts or Spotify or anywhere that you can are allowed to leave reviews. Or if you want to buy some swag, go to kybercast.com slash shop and you can get pretty much any goofy little thing there with our logo on it. Um, we get a little bit of the proceeds and that really helps us out if you want to. Um, other than that, uh, on my end, I am good. Michael will tell you how to talk to us through social media. Well, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kybercast. Or if you look for us on Facebook, we have both a page and a group call at the Kybercast. Stop by and say hi. Cool. All right. That'll do it for this week on the Kybercast. This is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.